You're listening to a Sunday morning message by Authentic Church. Well, happy Easter. This is our first Easter spent together as a family, as Authentic Church. This is our first Easter together. And I don't know about you, but this is the first Easter I've spent together with anybody for the last three years. The last year was COVID and the year before was COVID and we were in lockdown. And I don't know about you, but if I think back to last Easter and the Easter before, I can't really remember them. Somehow it felt like it was just another remote service. It was another online service that we attended. And that's caused me to look long and hard at Easter as I was preparing this Easter message. Now, I love Christmas. I get very excited about Christmas. Anyone that knows me and knows my family will know I'm banned from starting Christmas music too early in case I peak too early. So I love Christmas. But I thought, well, do I love Easter? This is another big Christian festival. Do I love Easter? So the title of my message today is, What Does Easter Mean to Me? And I'd like to use this morning to explore together what does Easter mean to me, but maybe what does Easter mean to you? Now, I've arrived at an answer, but I'm not going to share it until the end. And maybe you'll see how I arrived at it. I'm going to break down the message this morning straight away into two parts. What does Easter mean to me and us? And what does Easter and what did Easter mean to Thomas? Now, we're not talking just any old Thomas here. We're talking about Thomas, one of Jesus's disciples, Thomas, the apostle, sometimes referred to as Thomas, the doubter or doubting Thomas. But I'm going to start this morning, before I get into my message, with a reading. And I'm going to be reading from John's Gospel. And I'm going to continue what we started this morning. When Mary uh, and the other uh, disciples went to the tomb to find Jesus, to, to embalm his body, to look after his body. And when they got there, what they discovered was an empty tomb. So John's Gospel, reading from chapter 20, starting at verse 11. Now Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken away my Lord, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realise that it was him. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away and tell me where you have put him, I go, I will go and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. 
Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them, told them that he had said these things to her. On the evening of the first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jewish leaders, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said that, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive anyone's sins, their sins are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. Now, Thomas, also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. And Jesus told him, because you have seen, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So I was 19 when I chose to become a Christian. I was raised in a loving, secure family, but church or God, he wasn't really part of that. Therefore, making a decision to follow Jesus would seem like quite a strange decision. I started attending church at 18, not really through choice, But for those of you who know my story will know I went because I wanted to see Tammy, who did go. And so going on a Sunday morning meant I got to see more of Tammy. So I went to church. I was part of Tammy's parents' plan as well. Uh, I had to go if I stayed on a Saturday night up in the loft. It was a boarded out loft, just not a literal loft. But despite not wanting to go... I started to become interested. I was there under duress, but I noticed other people chose to go. I started to attend a Bible study, and boy, oh boy, did I have lots of questions. And they were very patient with me in this Bible study when they put up with my incessant questions uh, and lots of doubts. But I can remember coming out of those Bible studies, and for those of you who know what Ready Break is and the Ready Break adverts, remember that in these adverts, this child having eaten Ready Break would come out 
like a fire was around him. He'd have this glowing outline. And that is how I felt when I would come out of these Bible studies like I was on fire. But I couldn't explain it. And it only happened when I went to the Bible studies. I couldn't manufacture this feeling. And I even went to the minister who's a dear friend and explained it to him and he didn't understand why either. But I developed a hunger, a longing inside. I wanted to know more. I wanted to experience more. But I knew I was holding back. Fear, doubt. I wanted to let go, but I couldn't. I had this picture of myself holding on to a cliff edge by my very, very fingertips. I explained these feelings to someone who was a much older and wiser Christian, who was very pragmatic. And they said the next step was to let go and trust that when I did, that God would catch me. So they walked me through a very simple prayer, a prayer in which I made a decision to follow Jesus. And that prayer enabled me to let go. I acknowledged that Jesus' death on the cross paid the price for all the things that I had done wrong and all those bad choices that I was forgiven through Jesus' death. I acknowledge that his shed blood on the cross meant that I would have eternal life. On that day, I acknowledged Jesus as my Lord and Saviour. And from that point on, I knew I was saved. For me, it was an instant transformation. My fears and doubts were gone. I can still remember the following day having jawache because I'd spent all day smiling and grinning so much at being saved. My paranoias, my insecurities were gone. And for those of you who don't know the story, Tammy didn't like the new me. We were engaged at the time and she gave me the ring back. She said, you're not the guy I got engaged to. My dependency on her, my need for her to make me feel full, had been transferred onto God. For 24 hours, we were disengaged, but I can say God brought us back together. I want to say the Christian life is not always easy. I've made mistakes over the years and I've struggled with my faith. I've struggled with my relationship with God and there are times that I've walked away. But I want to say God has always drawn me back. I've learned that life with God can sometimes be tough. But life without God is impossible. I've learned that rather, I'd rather face the challenges of life with God in it than face the challenges without him on my own. So what does Easter mean 
to me. It means I'm saved. I am forgiven. Isaiah 118 says, Come now, let us settle the matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. When I repent of my sins and my bad choices, God forgives me. And God just doesn't forgive them. In Hebrews 8, it says, for I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. God wants us to be in no doubt whatsoever. That when we repent, when we say sorry, when we turn away from our bad choices, he not only forgives us, but he forgets them. God offers us a guilt and sh- a guilt and shame-free life, free from our past and a new start in relationship with His Son Jesus. Easter means to me, I am forgiven. But what else does Easter mean to me? Easter means I have eternal life. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. I can say with confidence, I'm never going to die. John chapter 11 says, Jesus says this, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? He asks. I don't believe I'm ever going to die. My father died at age 53 of a brain tumour. For me, that would be in about two years' time which brings home to me now how young he was then. And many of you might say, well, that's great, you're going to live forever, Nigel, but I don't believe in life after death, that when this is it, this is it, it's all over. That my father died at 53. He was fit, he was healthy, he didn't drink or smoke, he was pretty skinny like me. He never got to see my children. From diagnosis to death was less than six months. And we stood round his bed when he breathed his last as a family. We were asked if we wanted to see see him later in the day. And to this day I can never sure why, but I chose to go. Maybe out of respect, I don't know, but I went. And we went into this room, and there he was, laid out. But the first thing I noticed was he wasn't there. Sure, his body was there. But the thing that made my dad my dad had gone. 
You see, I believe that that part of which makes us us, our soul and our spirit, that Jesus says when we are his, this part of his will never die and we will live with him forever. So I can say with confidence, I am going to live forever. But not because of how good I try to be, but because of how good Jesus is. So what does Easter mean to me? It means I'm saved. It means I'm forgiven. I have direct access to talk to my Father in heaven. I know I'm never going to die. Yes, one day this body will. I can be 100% confident of that. There's a one in one chance my body is going to die. But I can also be 100% confident that the bit that makes me, me, will never die. That's what Easter means to me. So what did Easter mean to Thomas? Thomas is often referred to as Doubting Thomas, or more appropriate, it might be Sceptical Thomas. Thomas had missed the risen Lord Jesus the first time round. We don't know where he was. It says all the disciples were in the room, except Thomas. And he was sceptical about the other disciples' reports. Verse 24 says, now Thomas was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Thomas was pretty adamant. Thomas, who had witnessed so many things the Lord had done, raising Lazarus from the dead, feeding the 5,000, this man who had followed Jesus for three years and had seen Jesus do amazing miracles, was still not prepared to believe based on the witness of others. He had to see for himself. Maybe this morning you feel like Thomas. You're sceptical. You're doubting. Maybe you've heard my experience of meeting Jesus. But unless, like Thomas, you can do so for yourself, it is no more than just my words. But this is where I love what Jesus does next. A week later... So poor Thomas has had to live for a whole week thinking, why wasn't I there? What was I doing? We'll never know. But a week later, his disciples were in the house again. This time, Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said, to Thomas, put your finger here. See my hands. 
Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. I love it. Jesus spoke straight away to Thomas. He didn't speak to anyone else in the room we're aware of. He went straight to Thomas. And I wonder if that extra visit was just for him. And what I love is that Jesus met Thomas where he was. He didn't accuse him. He didn't ridicule him for his lack of belief. Jesus knew Thomas wanted to believe. Thomas just wanted proof. Thomas really wanted to know that Jesus was really alive. And Jesus met him exactly where he was. And I love even more how Thomas reacted. Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. I could almost imagine Thomas falling to his knees. So what did Easter mean to Thomas? Easter wiped away the scepticism and doubts for Thomas once and for all. Easter enabled Thomas to declare and acknowledge Jesus finally as his Lord and his God. All the miracles, all the things he'd witnessed were not enough for Thomas. Only an encounter with the risen Lord Jesus was enough. I wonder this morning what it will take for you to acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and God. So I want to finish with the Easter in the here and now. You might be thinking, well, what difference will Easter mean to me when I get home? What difference will Easter mean to me when I face tomorrow or have to cope with the week ahead? How does Jesus help me in my life lived now. There are two last things I want to touch on. And there are two things in this life that I crave for, and I don't think I'm alone in my craving. And they are peace and purpose. Jesus repeatedly spoke peace over and over into the lives of his followers. In our reading today, as he stepped into the room, his first words were, peace be with you. Jesus has many names in the Bible. One of them from Isaiah is Prince of Peace. Jesus recorded as saying, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Easter brings us peace. And if you don't have peace in your life right now, then I'd encourage you to discover the peace that Jesus brings. It is front and centre in the Easter resurrection story. Easter also brings us purpose. 
later on, just after the verses we've read today, the part of, if you like, I think the resurrection narrative in Matthew chapter 28 says, then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, Jesus says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. If you're struggling with purpose today, if you're wondering why you're here, then Jesus gives his followers and those who believe in him an almighty purpose. Jesus gives his followers all authority and power. He asks his followers to go and share the good news. He asks us to go and baptise believers, to teach people, to set people free from things that hold them captive, to heal people. Jesus asks us to continue what he started. Can there be a bigger or greater purpose than that? To my conclusion, what does Easter mean to me? Everything. Everything. And hopefully you can see why. Easter and the resurrection of Jesus makes possible a life lived free from the past. A life lived free of guilt and shame. Jesus' resurrection from the dead means that those who believe in him will never experience being dead. But while we are still alive, Jesus promises us his peace and purpose. So my question to you this morning is what does Easter mean to you? What doubts need to be overcome for you? I believe, like Thomas, that Jesus can meet us just where we are today. That like Thomas, he has no words of condemnation or accusation for you. He's simply saying, stop doubting and believe. Now, you might not be able to see Jesus standing among us today as he did on that first Easter morning. But he is present by his spirit nonetheless. And his promise still stands. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed.